Your favorite NFL team is getting ready for a new season of football. From OTAs to minicamp, Odyssey is your home for local sports talk and coverage all off-season long. Get updates on key storylines, rapid reactions, rookie reports, and more. From people who know the team the best, it's always football season with Odyssey. Stream the shows you love on your computer, phone, smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. And a good Saturday morning to you. Well, here's the situation. We're two weeks till Christmas. The Gulf Coast is foggy. It's muggy. It's natty. It's dingy. <laughs> Not your typical hunting and winter fishing seasonal weather you'd like. Well, we do have a change coming, but not for now. we got to deal with it. And we have our professional hunters and fishermen, marina owners who serve as field reporters to help you figure it all out. You're also invited to use your reports. We get some of our reports from you, our listeners, by way of our text line, along with your comments and questions, are welcome at 504-260-1870. Some of the things we'll be talking about this morning, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries here in Louisiana is asking you bird hunters to be on the lookout for birds suffering from avian flu. There's been some positive testing birds detected in several parishes, and we'll pass along some tips for avoiding contact and transmission that came from the CDC. Also, I made a trip to White Lake, a little duck hunting trip last weekend. I'll tell you how that went. Got some bad news, unfortunately, for Alabama red snapper fishermen. The uh, NOAA is saying that the state of Alabama will have to cut next year's quota of snapper by half. We'll tell you why the state's arguing against that. Also, if you're thinking about giving or receiving a holiday pet, Margaret Bishop of PointerRescue.org is going to be here to tell you how and where you can foster, adopt, or just help give a dog a second chance by relay transporting it to its forever home. We also have a bad boy, the outdoors feature. We're calling this one the case of the imposter duck guides. They admitted to migratory game bird violations in Plaquemines Parish. We'll have their story coming along. And if you, like many fishermen, have just had enough of shark encounters Biting off the fish that you're trying to get in the boat, well, there's going to be an increase in the commercial harvest in both offshore and Louisiana waters starting right after the first of the year. We'll give you some details on that. If you're headed out this morning, be aware there is a dense fog advisory for lakes on the interior and also in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, Probably going to burn off a little bit later, but for this morning, uh, exercise caution, particularly when you're driving in those areas, too. Offshore, it looks like this. Northeast winds, five knots, about two foot on the seas. On the interior lakes and bays, smooth sailing. Southeast winds, only five to ten, but again, fog could be a problem. Got a good tide range, 1.4 on the tide. We got some rocking and rolling water. And surprisingly, this hasn't happened in a number of years, the Mississippi River has dropped below two feet. It's at 1.9 and holding steady. And I know among our reports, we're going to be passing along uh, Jeff Brule, a freshwater and bass field reporter, made a trip to Venice, which was off the charts. I mean, doggone outstanding. So we'll pass that along to you. Don't forget, use that text line. It's welcome for you, 504-260-1870. Tell us who you are, where you are, and what you got going on this Saturday morning. All right, we're going to be back to kick it off with Robbie Campo. He's at Shell Beach, and then he'll be followed by Captain Mike Gallo. We also have for your paddling uh, pleasure, we've got uh, one of our field reporters, Eric Mohabarak of Louisiana Kayak Company. Daryl Carpenter updates us on Grand Isle. We're also going to be checking in with uh, 
the plastic man we call him, Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures down Highway 23 in Buras. All right, stick around. We'll be back. The next two hours of fun in the outdoors, it's right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, Don, it's uh, from Miro all the way down, from my house in Miro all the way down here. It's been pea soup thick all morning, so, uh, you know, it, be careful. Uh, just come on down take your time. Don't be don't be in a hurry. Let some of this burn off a little bit. Give daylight a chance to get it to peak up and uh and you know so you know you don't have to be real early um but what i could tell you is the fishing around here this week has been on fire uh, within seeing distance of this marina so uh i tell you lake barn's been good uh from by the avenue all the way around to the eastern shoreline Biloxi marsh has been good uh on the hopedale side lake robin uh, Hope Bay Lagoon, Amida, Amity, uh, Petan Lagoon, everything over that side has been great. So if you um, you have options today, <clears throat> if you want to go do uh, the sheephead run out by the Long Rocks, they're down there stacked up. That black drums and redfish is stacked up on the Long Rocks and the Short Rocks, both sides. So, I mean, if you want to make that happen today, you can. Uh, it just I would just give it a little bit of time to let this uh, fog burn off a little bit because it is really, really thick down here, Don. Every morning and kind of a little bit mid-morning or late morning, it kind of lightens up and burns off. What time has it been getting where it's reasonable down there during the week? Well, uh, most most of the week it was mid-morning. Uh, I would say, you know, 8, 8, 8 9 o'clock. Uh, but the last the couple last days, days, I mean, the, uh, uh, Thursday it was, um, it, it lasted all day. It was, it was socked in here all day. Um, we, didn't, we got a little bit of a break about 2 o'clock, but after that, I mean, it came right back and we were we was socked in again. Um, and yesterday was clear as a bell. Uh, today is, uh, today it's pea soup thick again. So just, just be careful driving down here. Um, I would, like I said, I was about to sun come up a little bit uh you know let, let some of this burn off um we got plenty of live shrimp on hand so we're not no threat of running out of that so just take your time people don't don't be in a, i wouldn't be in a hurry we're gonna have falling tide all day i think we're gonna have good fishing all day so just take your time get, get here safe yeah got good tide movement it's going to be falling if you like to fish a falling tide uh what about your duck hunters i think they need to exercise some real caution if they're going to try to get out there in the dark before sunrise you know in this fog uh, i would say yeah. ducks really don't fly that good when it's thick 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 i would you know really give it some some time i know their duck hunters like to be there at dawn but on days like this sometimes it's better to delay your trip well, uh, Don, I, I tell you the truth, I don't even know if it's open on this side uh, this morning. Uh, I thought the season was what we were That's in. That's right. Oh, you're but, right, Robbie. We are in the split. Um, so, so if anybody's duck hunting, so, they don't belong there anyway. We got three splits, and this is you're one You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> 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 you, you, 
if you duck hunting, you're going to be looking at Mr. Green Jeans this morning. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Who needs that? So, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, well, if, if if it was open, I would say exercise caution and just wait, wait it out. But it's closed, so I don't think we have to worry about that. That's good news, yeah. If, if it's going to be foggy, let it be during the, the closure between the splits. All right, so you got live shrimp. We got falling tide. Just got to let that fog kind of get out the way for you. Head out. And yes, should sir. Be good Absolutely. Okay, Robbie, yep. thank you so right. much, my friend. Take care, and uh, we'll see you in the fog. Take, be, be okay, safe. buddy. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> bye bye. All right, that's Robbie Campo, Campos Marine in Shell Beach. All right, uh, he's right. The, the duck season uh, is in the splits right now. It'll be reopening in a couple of weekends, and then it'll be uh, I got a third split in the in the coastal zone and two splits in the eastern zone. All right, uh, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is putting out a word to keep your eyes peeled for any birds that may be acting funny. Uh, they've got a lot of captive birds as well as now some uh, waterfowl. Uh, blue-winged teal in southwest Louisiana have confirmed to have the bird flu. They've also located some in the parishes of Avoyles, Calcasieu, Morehouse, Washita, and Richland parishes. All of those have had tested positive birds for uh, HPAI, which is known as the, the bird flu. Now, they're giving out some guidelines. Uh, and you should always do this when you're handling wildlife. Uh, of course, you never handle or eat any sick game. Uh, field dress them in a well-ventilated area. Uh, if you're going to be cleaning deer in particular, you want to wear some gloves. Uh, and when you're finished, wash your hands with soap or a disinfectant. Clean all your equipment, your knives, your surfaces that were exposed to it with hot soapy water. And it's even better if you kind of mix in a 10% bleach solution. And, of course, you, if you don't eat, drink, or consume tobacco products while you're cleaning because that's one way it can be, uh, it can be spread through the, the food or the drink if the contaminant, the virus, gets in it. And, of course, you always cook your game. I know a lot of people like to eat it pretty rare, but it should be at least to an internal temperature of 165 degrees Fahrenheit. And avoid any surfaces that appear to be contaminated from either wild or domestic birds. And don't give the organs or the carcasses to your retrievers. Uh, let them be consumed by other wildlife. Do not give it to your dog. And, of course, if you observe any birds acting strangely sick, uh, definitely notify the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, give them a call. Let them know the details. All right, checking on our text message board. Let's see what we got coming in here. We have, oh, gee, it's blowing up. Uh, we got the Ursinator, that's a new one, is headed to Golden Meadow to get on them speckled sea trout. He wanted to know how the White Lake duck hunt went last week. Uh, went pretty good. Uh, we certainly would like to have more ducks. Um, we had just tons of geese, you know, flying real high as typical, the snow geese. Uh, we managed to bag some teal, uh, one blue wing, three green wings, and, uh, of course, we had some shots at some spoonbills. But, uh not a lot to, to talk about, and of course we've had some pretty warm weather for the last couple of weeks. We need that cold front desperately that's coming next week. Try to push some more birds in. Good luck on the, on the uh, speckled trout there, Ursinator. All right, we got some more texts. We'll get to those later. But coming up next, Jeff Brule. Boy, what a report he had from Venice, Louisiana, one of the real hot spots with that low Mississippi River this year. We'll be back to talk to him all about it, and you can put his advice to good use. That's what we do here. We give fishing tips and info on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. The big falls fast. 
Now try this one on for size. How about this name, the Slobber Knocker? <laughs> That's Berkeley's new vibrating jig, and you pair it up with a power bait stinger trailer. It's made for bladed jigs. That power stinger introduces a new honeycomb molding technology to power bait lineup for increased trailer action. That slobber knocker has a hard knocking sound and a talon-style keeper that locks any trailer in place. It's a great combination to match up in your favorite color patterns. Check it out. The Slobber Knocker by Pure Fishing. What a great name for a bait. Slobber Knocker. Maybe Jeff used one of those on this trip. He went down to Venice. Uh, you call it silly and stupid fishing, Jeff, and I don't hear you use that term often, so I know it had to be crazy good down there. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah, we hit it just right. Uh, went down Monday and Tuesday to the lower Mississippi. Uh, we had about 20 bass, about an hour and a half, and two 20-plus pound catfish and about three casts, and then we went down river and caught trout. So it's just an amazing place. We just caught it when the tide was just right, and everything worked out perfect. A little foggy, but once we made it through that, everything's good. What was the technique you used on the bass? Uh, basically, we found a couple, a couple patterns, and mainly just flipping half-ounce weights uh, on points, and then if you found any little bit of cover somewhere, you punched into that, and it was just good. A pit boss, a red shad worm, mostly a half-ounce sinker. We, we did get to some bigger mats where we used like that one-and-a-half-ounce weight, but for the most part, it's just a half-ounce weight get to any kind of grass cover or can't layover canes, anything like that that was on the water. One thing about but, uh, fishing money, down there is uh, water temperature. Uh, it can change drastically in a hurry from spot to spot. How important is it when you fish it down there, and what are you looking for? Well, you notice when you go across that river, it's a lot cooler than the rest of the place. You can be in shorts and short sleeves and then run across that river, and you got to stop put on a jacket. So you want to get off the river a little bit this time of year. Uh, Baptiste Colette, Knock Cave, the main pass, those areas. You just get a little bit off of maybe tuck into another little cut once you get off those main passes, and the fish are going to be right there as soon as that temperature comes back up to about 60, 65 degrees. Got it. Catfish are also very plentiful down there in other places, too. I've always said I think it's one of the most underrated fish we have. It's not a very pretty fish. <laughs> he's Mr. Ugly is what he's called, but they sure taste good. You've been picking up some catfish? Yeah, what you think a good exchange rate for bait shrimp to a catfish? How many you think you need to catch catfish? <laughs> well, in some cases, it's one-to-one, -one, but more often than not, it takes a few more than that. Well, we made three casts of day. We just kind of randomly stopped on a point that we'd been fishing for bass because we noticed we went over with the depth finder that it was a little bit deeper than the other areas. And the tide was running into it. So we stopped, caught, caught. Three casts, we caught a small drum and then two 20-plus pound catfish. So it basically supplied our catfish for the trip. And it only took about 10 minutes to catch them. But three shrimp, we used three shrimp, and I had uh, shrimp tacos with the leftover bait that night for supper. That's a pretty good exchange rate for sure. Uh, Venice, certainly the hot spot on the map. Let's talk about a couple other areas that are popular this time of year. Chef Pass and also for those North Shore rivers. Yeah, Chef Pass, the bass reports are picking up in those areas. <clears throat> you got to target canals. With, you can find grass, that's a bonus. Uh, fish those areas, light Texas rigs or spinnerbaits, slow roll down the deeper banks or on the middle of the bayous. Uh, no monsters, but they report they catch a lot of numbers again. 
Northville White Perch, that's that's uh, slow. It's uh, you got to get your electronics, try to find them. If, if you can find them, you catch a few, but they they deep. Yeah, that can be a, a one you got to work for right there. What what are the best baits for those white perch this time of year? Uh, minnows on the sliding cork. It's usually the best technique to use. They just seem like they're a little bit more lethargic with the colder weather. So I try to switch to minnows. But you can catch them on jigs. But, again, these guys are using these electronics nowadays, and they're finding these tops and things that are stacked with fish. And they don't always catch them. Some of them report to me they see that jig go down, and they see the fish swim off. So it's not always a, a good thing to have that electronic. Yeah, it's pretty simple, simple stuff. Jeff, I, I got a question in here from a listener. They wanted me to ask you which flies you use to minimize the effects of snot grass. That's from Doug. Uh, I don't know if there is anything that you can use on snot grass. That's some gnarly stuff. Uh, and I know you do. You no. tie some flies and you do some fly fishing. So what what is your advice for Doug? Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's just basically don't come in contact with it. It's uh, once you hit it. Um, and I noticed, like, say you throw in a crankbait or a spinnerbait and you're kind of banging the cover type technique and you run into some grass that has it, you, it's just going to load up with it. But I would probably say any kind of nymph that you can maybe fish with a float, you know, a strike indicator, that you can get the right depth of what you're fishing. And if it's super deep, you probably couldn't do that. But if you're just fishing like edge of a grass bed, just don't let it go to the bottom. But maybe use a little strike indicator. And um, sometimes you can pick up some brim and perch doing that on some of these trips. Yeah, that's not grass can be a problem, especially if you're trying to throw spinner baits in there. Just, just no way to do it. Jeff, thanks for the report. Anything else before you go? Oh no, just get out there, they biting. So it's been a while. It's, I don't know why we. Everybody's trying to figure out why we didn't catch them that well this summer. Then all of a sudden, it looks like there's bass and fish everywhere. And I guess it's just the conditions. You know, the, the weather improved, the river dropped, and. So everything turned to better, better conditions for everybody. Yep, great place, but uh, on this particular morning, you really need to be careful for that fog. It, it kind of hangs on that river later than other places. Jeff, thanks for the report. We'll catch up with you next time, my friend. All right. There he goes, Jeff Rule. All right, we come back after this. I'm going to get to your text message. If you'd like to send us one, it's 504-260-1870. You got more fishing reports. I uh, got a little bit of hunting reports. We'll talk about that, too. Also, uh, why they're turning the, the, the uh, fishing rods towards the sharks. Uh, looks like we're going to finally get some relief from those sharks that have been plaguing offshore fishermen so bad. We're back with all of that right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, we're going to get to some of your text messages shortly. I did want to tell you about the uh, the change they're going to have in the regulations on taking those coastal sharks. Uh, if you've been fishing offshore, you know they've become very problematic. Once the sharks find you, it's hard to get a fish on board. Sometimes you come up with nothing but a head. Well, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries announced that the daily possession for commercially harvested large sharks, we're talking hammerheads, nurse shark, black tip, bull sharks, lemon sharks, tiger sharks, they're going to increase the take, the limit, from 45 to 55 per day along with the new year. That's to get in line with what goes on in the federal waters in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, and also they wanted to remind the commercial fishermen that there is no longer a prohibited season on April through June. From April through June, because that was basically the, the, the calving or birthing season that they uh, did not allow the take of them, they are changing that. Uh, it's it's high time they do something about it. There's just way too many sharks out there, and they are a good resource. 
for commercial fishermen to catch. I don't know if there's going to be much interest in increasing the recreational bag limit, which is only one per person. Uh, per Actually, it's one per boat on some of the species. And then on the Atlantic sharp nose, which is the common, it's just one per person. So uh, sharks are going to be uh, harvested at a, at a greater rate, which is going to make a lot of people happy. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick uh, station identification pause. we come back. I'll get to some more of your text messages. We'll do that right after we let our local stations identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. From the heart of the Crescent City, it's Entercom Communication Stations, the big H. All right, we have a lot of regulars who go by uh, designated handles, and we're hearing from some of them this morning. And the worm, happy birthday to you, worm. It's his birthday today. Uh, we've also got a big bass and man question for Captain Gallo. We'll do that when we get to him. Uh, Justin, who is in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge, he says, all as well as in the refuge. You heard reports of numerous ducks this season. Does that mean the population is now thriving? Uh, no, it does not. Uh, locally here in Louisiana, uh, hunters have enjoyed a better season than they have for the past several years. It's not due to an increased population. It's due to a drought that was up north, and more birds were coming down with some early fronts. So conditions for migration were good on a low population, if that makes sense to you. But uh, it's it still got a lot of work to do on both the migration, uh, getting it back to what it once was, getting ducks down in Louisiana, to find some of these projects that are being worked, uh, it's great that we're doing some of these restoration for habitat, but without the birds coming to see it or know about it, does it really help? All right, here we go. We got uh, some season's greetings from Ohio. We got another birthday person, and uh, blessed to share it with us. They're getting snow up there last night. Let it snow, let it snow. And here's a neck bone. He's headed down to Buras. How they've been biting in the river. Stay with us. Captain Ryan Lambert's going to join us. And be careful headed down that way. There's a lot of fog out there. And let's see. We got Eric getting in his deer stand at the Abita Hunting Club. Good luck to you, Eric. Uh, Ed Miller, our friend in Wilmer, Alabama, says it's very dense fog even over there. And let's see. Here's someone that is, is it right or wrong? On private land, just going to corn up during gun season, do you have to wear hunter's orange even without a gun? Uh, unless you're actually hunting, I don't know if putting out corn is considered hunting if you don't have a weapon. I would probably say, no, you don't need it, but I would also say it's always a good idea to have it when you're in the woods this time of the year. Uh, I got fog thick on Lake Catherine. Got a report on Lake Catherine. Uh, let's see, somebody want me to pass along to the Ursinator, catch enough speckled trout for the guys at work. There's one of your cohorts, co-workers checking in with us, Ursinator. And we have the backstrap stacker. He's checking in from Muggy Clark County. It's not as foggy as it has been. The deer are moving pretty good considering 80 degrees yesterday. Uh, being in the woods, no matter what the weather is, beats the heck out of Christmas shopping. Y'all have a great Saturday. Can't argue with you there. Uh, here's uh, one from a guy named Guy. He's deer hunting this morning in Greene County, Mississippi. The visibility is very limited. Uh, with the fog and the timber company for the second year row have decided to thin the pines during deer season still managing to take some nice deer be safe out there i hope santa claus brings us some cold weather yeah you know the you know you got to remember when you share a habitat or leased land with uh, lumber companies they got one thing on their mind and that's uh getting the harvest and making money and deer season comes secondary to them 
Uh, here's Lafitte LT. Thanks for the text. He said, glad the trout are finally showing up. The voodoo shrimp under a cork. And uh, the river rat is in Mobile and says he can barely see the road. And here's someone that says, uh, good morning, Don. I purchased the book, How to Walk in the Marsh. Read about 35 pages. A great book this far. Brought back very fond memories with my dad as a young kid. That's John in New Iberia. John, you're exactly right. I also enjoyed the book, How to Walk in the Marsh. It's a great Christmas gift or just get it for yourself. If you go to my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and just check Don's Mall, you'll find it there. All right, we got some more texts coming in. We'll get to those in a moment, but right now we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back. We'll talk to uh, Captain Kirk, find out uh, how his duck season went during that first split, and get a good fishing report from out in the southwest part of the state, and also get him to check that foggy conditions for you if you're headed that way. Back with uh, Captain Kirk right after this on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. I'm going to talk to Captain Kirk. No, not that Captain Kirk. That's TV Captain Kirk. This is Radio Captain Kirk Stancil over at Hackberry Rod and Gun. Captain Kirk, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Don. How are you this morning? Good. Are y'all enjoying that thick fog over there? Uh, it's not real foggy yet, but we have had a lot of fog here lately. It's uh, no, I'm not enjoying it. You know, I when when, when hunting season was in, we were doing real good in the fog, but uh, now that hunting season's closed. I don't like I don't the fall. Like yep, we're in between splits. How do, how would you rate the first split this year compared to the last several years? Uh, it's, for us, it was real good, Don. We had uh, man, we had a great first split, uh, and it really turned on later. The longer the season went, when the warm weather got here, it got really good. From Thanksgiving to the end, we finished with uh, I mean, most of the blinds limited every day. What species were y'all getting? Uh, you name it. Gadwall was number one, but we're still shooting a lot of blue wing teal, uh, green wings, uh, some widgeon. Haven't seen many pintail. Uh, there's quite a few canvasbacks too. So I mean, it's been a variety of ducks, and it's it's been good. Well, we get a, another front or two before that reopening split. You guys should be in good good shape. How's how's the feed in the ponds? Uh, uh there was plenty, but they're eating on it right now because we can't shoot them out. So, but there'll, <laughs> there'll be plenty of food. <laughs> there's, there's plenty. Our market is in great shape to start the season. We'll get them nice and fat. Kirk, let's talk about some fishing. How's the fishing been over there for specs and also for the bottom feeders like the reds and the drum? Uh, it's been excellent. I mean, a lot of trout being caught. Uh, I mean, still catching them like in West Cove uh, and all over Big Lake. Just uh, some of them on reefs, but mainly uh, in the drains, you know, where anywhere the water's draining out, say the weirs or the bayous or West Cove uh, on the falling tides, it's been better. But both tides, you know, incoming tides have been catching some. Uh, a lot of redfish, and they're, you know, in the same places. But the the main thing is flounder season opened up, and there's been a lot of flounder caught. That's great. What about the bait? Using live bait, and uh, if you're using plastics, no. what would you suggest? Most of it's plastic. Uh, you know, throwing quarter ounce jig heads, and uh, the the the, the down south lure has been real good. The little johns both. Now for the redfish, we'll go to gulp. And if it, and you know, water, the water's been real pretty. If, if for some reason uh, the tide's real strong and murks the water up, we'll tip with a little dead shrimp on there for the uh, flounder and the redfish. What do you attribute this great fishing season to? Is it the low rivers finally and no no storms during oh, yeah. the summer? I mean, absolutely. Warm weather. I mean, here it is. 
golly, it's, you know, getting, it's up in the mid-upper 70s every day, and the water temperature is up in the mid-60s uh, right now, so it's, and the water's clear. I mean, the water's real clean because we haven't had a lot of rain. It's been one of the driest falls or years in general that we've had in eight or ten years. Good fishing, uh, good duck hunting. It's all down there. If somebody wants to book at Hackberry Rod and Gun, uh, what is your holiday season like? You know, we're approaching the Christmas and New Year time. Do you have openings? And how we we have in touch with you? few openings left. Uh, I know, just they're kind of scattered. Uh, you know, it's real. We get real busy between Christmas and New Year. A lot of folks come and uh, want to hunt and fish. And then you know, season goes on to January 29th this year. So uh, I mean, we, you know, we'll be we have you know we have openings throughout the season left. How about gift certificates? Do y'all do those for trips? Absolutely, yeah. It's a, it's a great gift to give your husband, your boyfriend, uh, anybody. You know, just uh, it's a great gift to do a gift certificate, give them for Christmas. Yep, give them a, a, a gift certificate for two, and then you be the one to go along with them. That's a good deal, right there. <laughs> Well, Kirk, you got a, a camera set up there on the cleaning table where people can watch the catch. How do they access that, and what's the best way to get information on booking a trip or getting a gift certificate? Yeah, uh, to look at our live cameras, just go to our website and log in, and uh, you can check out. We have two cameras there that you uh, that one kind of shows the dog. Uh, from a distance, you can see what the weather conditions are like, what wind goes, tide, and all that, and then. Uh, the other one shows the dock when, the, when we all come in and dump our fish, you know, and, uh, you know, take pictures and that kind of thing. And uh, phone number and, and website to book trips? All right. At the website, Hackberry Rod and Gun, spell out and dot com. And our, we have a toll-free number. It's 888-762-3391. Call and talk to Tanya, and she can hook you up with a gift certificate or a booking or whatever you uh, answer all questions. Very good. Well, Kirk, uh, what's on the menu tonight for the folks that will be coming back from that fishing trip? Uh, actually, we don't have any folks. We kind of shut down during the split. All the fishing we've done has been kind of on our own, and uh, it's been good. But uh, right now we shut down. All the guys have been working real hard since last, I guess, March. So this is their first big break, and look, they've all gone to either deer hunting or stand hill crane hunting or goose hunting somewhere else. They're scattered out doing all kinds of things. Yeah, well, most people relax during the holidays, but not when you're in your business. That's when you get the busiest. That's right. Uh, we get real busy, and, uh, uh, you know, we do close Christmas Day, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and the rest, you know, the rest of the year we're blowing and going. All right. All good stuff. Thank you for the report, Captain Kirk. Glad to hear the fishing and hunting are both doing so well, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. All right. Good talking to you, Don. You have a great show, and uh, thank you, sir. All righty. Kirk Stansel over there, one of the Stansel brothers at the Hackberry Rod and Gun over there in Calcasieu. All right, coming back after this, we switch over to Grand Isle, find out what's happening there, and talk to Captain Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com. We'll get the information you need to know. They got a fallen tide there till about 9, so you got a little bit of a window, but will the fog be a problem? Daryl's got the answers. Back with him after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, a very popular place in the summertime is Grand Isle. Uh, not quite so popular in the wintertime, but uh, you can't overlook it because a lot of times there's some good fishing down there. Captain Darrell Carpenter operates realscreamers.com, and he joins us now to talk about the situation there. Darrell, how's the fog, first of all? 
Well, Don, you know, we're, we're a little bit different than a lot of the other parts of the state. We've had very little issue with fog this week, as a lot of people have. Uh, no fog this morning. It's very clear around Grand Isle. Sometimes you run into it as you run north into that interior marsh, you'll run into it. But in general, we don't have a problem with fog. Huh, so the problem may be people driving to Grand Isle from areas to the north. That's kind of strange. You would think that Grand Isle, surrounded by water like it is, would be covered up in fog, but uh, I guess you don't have that temperature change like you got on the Mississippi River. Well, how's the fishing been the last couple of weeks? It, it's actually, I mean, this past week, down with this little warm-up we've had in the weather, the, the water's been running in the high 60s, the water temp, it, it's actually been very good. I mean, the... The trout have obviously made their move to their primary bait being pinfish, but there's still a little bit of shrimp around. We saw a few flocks of birds, mostly smaller trout on it. That's in those interior bays. But then once you, you know, I mean, the water has stayed remarkably clear because we've had a little bit of a break in this windy weather. And, I mean, plastics under a carp has just been... Really, really good catches of trout on top of your oyster reefs and, and all of your normal, you know, debris hanging spots or whatever. We've done really well on trout this week. What about folks that are interested in catching reds, drum, and sheephead? Yeah, well, the sheephead are obviously there. I mean, that, it's that time of the year. Dead shrimp, we did not target them this week. Uh, redfish, the good news about redfish is... The, all those 15 inches we were catching all summer long that were too small to keep, they've now made it to about 16 and a quarter. Finding them's the problem. We obviously have, I mean, there's no argument we're missing a year class or two of redfish. I think it's mostly because of the environmental, the, the hurricanes. But you really got to put in some time feeding the banks for redfish. We, we had one day this week where we did really well on them. And we caught every redfish we caught in about a 20-foot area. And other than that, we, a cart never sank the rest of the time with the people's bank. Hmm. Well... You know, it's it's so strange hearing that coming from Grand Isle because, you know, redfish was always the, the backup fish. If you couldn't find a trout because of conditions, dirty water or whatever, you could always work the, the edges in the interior of the, the marsh for the redfish. But it uh, sounds like that's changed. And, you know, that's primarily the size you're talking about, the ones that inhabit those ponds. Well, Don, you, you're aware that, you know, a lot of a lot of the help, a lot of the employees or, or coworkers that I have that I call in to help me out, they come out of that Lafitte area. Uh, I've got a lot of up-and-coming guys from Lafitte that come down and help me. And, look, after Ida, and I know it's been a little over a year ago, but after Ida, for weeks they were using heavy equipment to, to scrape dead fish out of their yards. And you just, I, I mean, I know it's anecdotal. I'm not a scientist, but that's what happened to our to our redfish. I mean, we lost a bunch of them in that storm. And this, and look, the beach just a little small populated area. How many of those fish got got stranded on all those high ridges up in that marsh and ended up dying? The coons could be well. Yeah. Well, you know, they're working on the remedy for that, and uh, maybe they'll you know, realize that and select a, uh, a regulation that will allow the restoration of the, those couple of age classes that we're missing and let those fish get into that next size before they, they're harvested. Yeah, uh, it definitely needs to be looked at. Uh, 
I'm afraid, you know, like anything else, you know, you've got a lobby to the green side, then you've got the access lobby. Uh, and, and the lobby to the green side has been strong on this one. The, something needs to be done. I just hope it's not too drastic or too forever because even though they're a long-lived fish, I think we're getting great spawns. We just need to let a few of them escape and fill in some year-class gaps. Yeah. We still will have the most liberal limits, I think, of any Gulf Coast state, which uh, we're far and away ahead of the other states. Well, Darrell, if somebody wants to get in touch with you and uh, make a little trip down to Grand Isle, do some winter fishing, chase for some trout and reds, or maybe just get a gift certificate and fish it whenever they like, tell them how to get a hold of you. Well, Don, just to clarify one thing, uh, we, we're certainly giving gift certificates for Christmas and everything else booking into the summer, but in, a, in next week I'm going to have some reconstructive surgery on on some father time damage so i'm, I'm we're we like like hackberry we are shut down for the first time ever so we've shut down until after the rehab takes place so there's no booking right now there's plenty of other well there's a handful of other guys that fish through the winter on grand isle i'll be glad to help them out but it's 225-937-6288 or they can find me at realscreamers.com all right, very generous of you, Daryl, and I know you'll be keeping us up to date on the fishing down there. Appreciate it. Thank you, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. That's Daryl Carpenter. We're coming back after this with hour number two of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.